Dane and Derek is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. You can find content warnings in the episode description. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to our little corner of the internet. My name is Derek, and this is our show, Dane and Derek, where we talk about art, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we should probably change that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as always, is my good friend, Dane. Uh, I'm Dane. I'm a writer. I'm a law student um, and a lover of tabletop RPGs. We do talk a lot about tabletop RPGs, and that means talking about D&D. Um, it's like being a fan of like, uh, like car racing and not talking about NASCAR. It'd just be kind of tough. You know, like yeah. you'd have to mention it, even if you were like really into like European Grand Prix or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's even a thing. I know nothing about racing cars, by the way. I don't know why I landed on that metaphor. Um, anyways, uh, I, let me give my, my one minute law school update real quick. Um, so I'm doing mock trial uh, this, oh, fun. this this semester. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, uh, holy hell, it's like a whole extra class. It makes perfect sense why next year I can get credit for it. I wish I could get credit for it now. Um, <laughs> super cool, though. Um, we'll say the the mock, the pretend case, and you're, I think you're going to really love this, uh, or I don't know if you're going to love this. It's actually really tragic and sad. Um, but, like, you're going to find this interesting, Derek. Um, it's the, the Rust movie with Alec Baldwin oh, and that tragedy. Yeah. They just copy and pasted it. I see. Okay. Yeah, the the fake movie they came up with was called is called Spur. It's uh, they're not even Yeah, they're not lawyers, even really trying. Lawyers are not necessarily creative writers. <laughs> let me just say that. Um Yeah. Uh it's I'm like, wow, this is you you barely change the um it's a B name. I need to double check um for the Alec Baldwin stand in even. It's Oh, yeah, it's it's but anyways, it's super cool. I'm super excited about it. I have a killer um, co-counsel um, teammate. Um, and so nice. I'm, I'm really excited about it. All right. Film update. You go. Yeah. So uh, I'm working on applying to a so like a I guess it's like a grant program or a sponsorship program um, mm. that would basically if I were to get it, like people would be able to donate money to the film and it would be tax deductible kind of like an npr um, oh cool yeah um and it would be like through a i guess like a fairly well-known program throughout the film industry um folks might know it but i don't want to say it until i'm 100 sure i got it uh so i've been working on that application i have to come up with a budget for the film and so it's been a lot of like research and thinking about like how much is it going to cost to rent a school how much is it going to cost to hire an actor? How much is it going to cost to do this stunt? Um, right. So trying right. to think through that and trying to think through it more in like a, cause like we've made plenty of budgets before Dane, but like this is probably the beefiest beastiest budget I've ever had to work on. So, cause it's right, like, right. It's like this time it's like, yeah, I need to budget for like safety and like COVID-19 officers and like tests for people as well as like, we need to have like one or two meals a day and we need the budget for overtime and like yep. paying people. And so it's, it's definitely more, uh, not necessarily any more legit than 
hey, we, we, we have a $500 pizza budget for this movie. Um, but it's certainly, there's a, there's a bit more line items that I think are very convoluted. But mm. yeah. I but I, yeah, so I'm currently doing that through a spreadsheet, which uh, thank goodness for my roommate, Zach, who is a spreadsheet fiend and made a budget template that we've used in the last few movies. So I've luckily mm. have that, but it's still... Uh, Still, still love a lot. folks who are good at that shit. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Well, um, on to our on to our topic. Yes. Uh, so this episode title is Prelude, 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 Prelude to an OSR, and mm-hmm. basically you had pitched it to me as uh, talking about like if we've played OSR styled games and what systems or system we think we'd use to play one now, and if we're tempted or have actually run one. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me give a quick uh, refresher. We definitely we we have an, an OSR episode from last year because I'm low key super obsessed with it right now. Um, it's the OSR is stands for Old School Renaissance or Old School Revival, um, and that's basically for tabletop games which draw inspiration from like the earliest days of like tabletop RPGs from like the 70s, um, especially oh. like original D and D. Um I don't know it stood for both. Um yeah, I don't really think anyone fully agrees on which it stands for. And it's gotcha. um also like everyone just ends up calling it the OSR anyways. So uh, yeah. 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 Um huh. so yeah so the I I think um the basic uh, understanding is like there's a it's just like it's a like it's a tabletop RPG counterculture, which is hilarious because on for so long, just tabletop RPGs was kind of a counterculture period. So it's like, there's always a counterculture to the counterculture within the counterculture. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, we had like, yeah, three parts. Um, wait, wait, which one was first? Does it, have we played one? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. If we've played one. Yeah. Have you played one, Derek? And we cannot count the fact that the people who taught us D&D just had us play OG or advanced D&D. Like we that doesn't count. Right. Unfortunately. Let me see. Um Yeah, so I've played the Mecha Hack, which is a hack of the Black Hack. Um, nice. So, yeah, that's the only one I've technically played. Um mm-hmm. which I like the system. I think Whenever you have a system that flips and has subtraction into it, it really messes people up when you have both addition and does. subtraction. And so um, I think uh, that's something that I definitely think about uh, a lot with like the game design. But overall, I had a really fun time with Mecha Hack. It was like really easy to pick up and play giant robots. And I know a lot of mm. like Mecha games can become very math heavy and very technical. Like, um, like I've been trying to learn Lancer with some friends for the last year. Um, yeah. Like we all got the books and we've all been like reading them and trying to understand like the lore and the mechanics and you know, Lancer is the coolest thing I own that I absolutely don't understand. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. You are literally like the third person I've talked to who said that. And I, I've been like trying to like figure it out. Like try, I'm trying to like figure out if there's a way I can boil it down to the f- core fundamentals can I run a bad version of it? Um, and I have not arrived at that conclusion yet, but 
yeah yeah it's it's so cool like the art is so cool the vibe is so cool and i'm just like i don't understand this i do not understand this um yeah and every time i get close it turns the page and then it's like when you're out of your mech and i'm like oh shit like (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i i will say i have not actually gotten the chance to play an official like and by official i just mean like kind of recognized within the community um osr game Mm. um i i I just i you know like they're out there um but like for a long long time i was like in the indie um and story game um space with stuff like dungeon world and follow um um fall of magic uh dust of the traveled road just stuff for the podcast specifically because those games lend themselves so nicely to that format because it's it, it stays really story-based and it's just not crunchy at all. Because um, OSR games, they're not crunchy like um, like Lancer or, or even as crunchy as 5e or, or something. Um, but they have a, a certain crunch to them um, wherein like intuitiveness is not always what they're going for some of some osr games super are but like right you know like uh, old school essentials for example which maybe is like kind of i don't know if i would say it's the gold standard but it's like the epitome of like osr games um because it's just a re redux of like original and advanced dd and whatnot um I, it, it even though it's like much cleaner than those original books and easier to understand, there's just like some weird counterintuitive. Like you, like you said, whenever whenever you start subtracting stuff, people start getting confused and like, um, armor class was so weird. Um, yeah, you know. Anyways, um, but like that's that's kind of like the vibe, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just haven't got, I haven't gotten the chance to play. Um. So yeah, speaking of that though, what systems would you want to play? Um, mm. Like what are like what are the systems you you would really love to get into from like the OSR? Um. So let's see. We've talked about Five Torches Deep. Yeah, that one's because that's a five E hack. Um, yeah, like that's the one I think I would run if I were really trying to convince people to play an mm. OSR. Um, yeah. Cause I think it would be the easiest transition for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's that one and then there's beyond the wall and through sunken lands. You sent me those, those look really cool. Yeah. I think, I think what I like about beyond the wall and through sunken lands is that, they're basically the same game, but they're just their flavor is catered differently to like different genres of fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think the kind of structure of it's just three classes and yeah. you know, fighter, wizard, rogue, basically. And yep. any combination of those creates the other classes, I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um what I like about it too is that it has enough traditional TTRPG vernacular that it it like to like a person who's never played an osr or an old school game like Mm -hmm. it would be easy to pick up um i think what i really like though so i think like beyond the wall i think definitely is on my list of like yes this is what i would want to play but i did buy 
all of five torches deep. Um, so I, I, I have I like, yeah, yeah, I have like all the supplements, all the books. Um, and five I think torches deep is rad. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah. It's just like, it's really quick. And I think like, it just seems like a really nice pick up and play kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is like, I remember before we, before you showed me five torches deep, I had spent the better part of like last year. I spent the first like four or five months of last year designing a tabletop game um, mm-hmm. that I ultimately stopped working on once I started reading about OSRs um, to see if, yeah. if there's an OSR out there that feet that fixes what I'm looking for. And I think, I think one of these games between uh, you know, uh, between uh beyond the walls through sunken lands and five torches deep has it i because i'll put it this way it's like i like i like old school games i just don't like the like i don't like necessarily the dungeon crawl crunch part of it fair super fair yeah i don't like tracking rations i don't like tracking supplies it's why like what is that it's like dungeon dc ee or whatever Mm -hmm. dungeon crawler Uh, dungeon crawl is it Dungeon Crawl Classics? Yeah, Dungeon, or... yeah, DCC, yeah, D- Dungeon Crawl Classics. It's why I'm not a big fan. It's why, like, I don't go out of my way for Dungeon Crawl Classics, or like, I will, yeah. I will say in Dungeon Crawl Classics, like, defense, their reliance on random tables, though, mm. so cool. It's mm. you have to be in the mood for it. Like, if you go in being like, I really want to like tell a pretty like a certain amount of like craft to the story, that game will blow up everything for you, and it's terrible. Uh, but if you're like. I want to see what random chance does. You're going to get like some like adventure time style, like bonkersness. That's super cool. But yes, uh, it's very, it, there's a lot of crunch. It's very weird. They ask for things like D fives. It's, it's mm. yeah. 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 And so I think it's, I think it's what I think is interesting about some of these games is like beyond the wall is very much a traditional, like this is like second edition D and D, you know, it's mm-hmm. very simple or it's, it's more aligned with like, but somewhere it's like a 1.5 edition D and D. Um, I'd agree with that, yeah. Whereas, like, Five Torches Deep has a lot of, like, travel mechanics and, like, scene mechanics for, like, traveling through dungeons, which is really interesting, like, Mm -hmm. and, like, timekeeping mechanics. Like, a lot of these old school revival games have timekeeping for being in the dungeon. Yeah, which I I think is a good, if you're going to really, really spend time in the dungeon, I think it's a good thing to have. Um, yeah, I I will say the thing I love about Five Torches Deep is the fact that it's like everybody I know plays Five E, but I really want to play Second Edition. You know, like that's what it is mm. to me at least, and that's super cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I personally have like a a draw towards um, old school essentials, but that mm. is entirely because I just want to have a little nostalgia trip. Mm. Um. And to be honest, I don't really want to run old school essentials. I want to play a game of old school essentials um, and just enjoy that for old times. Like, I, I don't even think I'd want to be like in a campaign of that. I think I would just be like, I want to run one dungeon. I just want to be in one dungeon adventure. Like, that's it. That's all. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Just kind of like get for just for like kicks. Um, the one I, that you haven't mentioned that I've been interested in lately has been um, Worlds Without Number. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm And I'm attracted to that particularly as a GM because of its... It, it likes stars without number. It has a ton of, like, world-building stuff that's just super cool, and I just want to dig into that. 
Um, that one seems rad as hell. Um, mm. Without a doubt. Um, and so, like, I, I definitely... I want, like, the physical book because I've seen the physical book and it's cool. One thing at a time, though. Um, yeah, the yeah, there's... Edition. Yeah, there's a lot of... Oh, yeah. Rad... No, there's a lot of rad stuff out there, but yeah. Um, so just kind of like, cause I think this is going to be end up where we're going to be in the meat of this, this episode. Um, cause a lot of this has been just, um, table setting. Have you played one? Uh, you kind of talked about it already, um, with the mech game, mm-hmm. but have you played one or are you planning on playing an, an OS OSR style game? So I'd like to, but um i think it's just my my current D play group or tabletop mm-hmm. play group is very split up right now mm-hmm. um in the sense of like there are some folks that don't have the the time the space the energy to learn a new system and so yep. D becomes an easy one because you know they have it all in their head or they know how it roughly works because they've played it a handful yes. of times and yes. then on the flip side, there's a lot of folks that are not at all attached to Dungeons and Dragons as a game. Their exposure mm-hmm. to tabletop games was not through D&D. And so the very inkling of playing D&D has a precedent that um, that they're not attached to or interested in. And so the games that we end up playing there are like, you get a lot more like Blades in the Dark or Quest or like, absolutely, or like I don't know, like Taro like reading based games um, and like games with like weird mechanics and strange rules that are very like, um, you know, very small and very indie, which are very cool. And so that's kind of the spectrum at the moment. I yeah. think there's definitely room for playing uh, in one of these old school games. I just need to find the right one to pitch people on. Um, I hear you. Yeah, because like I had gotten to a point where I had I had pitched one group on playing Five Torches Deep, but then uh, the game had to go on hiatus. So, like, we never got a chance to convert to it. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I'm currently just sitting here without any game, whether a game, yeah, without any game. <laughs> I'm a Derek has no games. Yep, I have no it's games. Sad. Yeah, it's yeah, it's you know, I it's one of those things where there have been periods in my life where I've gone without having a constant game and you know, at first it's really nice and then after a little bit you you, you kind of miss it. So <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I'm and I kind of am wondering So yeah, that's the thing. I I think if I were to play an OSR, I'd probably have to be the one gming it and so yep that's yep there's yep (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing that i've been feeling and the thing that i've been noticing it's like yeah i'm probably gonna have to really push the button on that um which you know like on the bright side isn't so bad because in my play groups now it's been like everyone's at a point where they've played enough D that they feel confident trying to game master and mm-hmm. so if 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 the only thing that I need to bring forth to the table to game master is an OSR, that's great. Then then it's the pressure's not all on me to 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 GM other games, you know? So Yes. I can put more yes. brain power into that. But yeah, nothing yet. 
What about you? Have has, has an opportunity arisen? Um, so sort of. Uh, so I'm currently running a game of Five E, um, but I have uh, OSR'd it up about as far as I can. Um, uh, mostly, this has to do with the fact that like um, my players are mostly big Five E people, mm-hmm. um, and the only other things they've played are a few story games. Um, and they don't have the history that I do with, with these games such that like they might have nostalgia around them or they might have interest in them. Um, and, and so the, the value is not, was not initially apparent. So what I ended up doing is I stripped away a lot of character creation options, um, and replaced it with one method, which was you're going to roll for your stats in order. They're locked. The end. Um, which is how, like, this is like, you know, like that old school, like you didn't have point by or a standard array. You rolled your stats, you know, and then I brought back in this, I think was more of a second edition thing um, where it's like you, there are requirements to be like a paladin, you know, you don't just can't just choose to be. Um, and so that alone made a huge difference. Um, and then just taking in, taking the OSR sort of philosophy of exploration and sandboxiness and, um, letting the players lead, um, and, and, you know, like just kind of taking the philosophy in running a 5e game and, uh, you know, caring about things like, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, 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 like rations and light and things such that doing a dungeon delve has, um, uh, there are struggles with it. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and to go along with all of that, uh, there is another thing that I did, which is kind of a, um, which is, which is a, a, a mode that's in the, the, dm's guide that i would say you turn this on you're turning the some osr stuff on automatically which is short rest eight hours long rest seven days Mm -hmm. and that alone has changed it right like i don't know if you remember this but like i think it's second edition where like hit points came back one per day or something like that um it's not quite that brutal but like that alone forces a change in the way they adventure um, and I've been playing this game for like mm, a month, month and a half now. And like watching how they go about casting spells and, and um, you know, like, okay, we want to go through this this dungeon level, but like how long are we going to stay? Do We can take a short rest, but we can't take a long rest unless we're somewhere safe for seven days. So like, okay, and healing starts mattering, mattering a lot more fights don't look the same as in like a typical 5e fight basically to me looks like um all the characters use every power in their toolbox all at once and then they go take a long rest um you know and instead there's a lot more emphasis on like how 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 good um like resource management in terms of like abilities and also like the player's find a lot of value in things that can be that are infinite sort of resources 
like they fucking love their cantrips and rituals now. Um, and being a fighter, which already in 5e is a really good class from like a raw damage dealing standpoint and whatnot, but like mm-hmm. being a fighter rocks in a certain way because it's like all my abilities come back at a short rest and I never run out of swinging a sword, you know, like, and mm-hmm. so there's a, there's a different vibe to it. And it, so it has a lot of, I would describe as OSR tendencies because a lot of these ideas for me stemmed from researching OSR, watching things like Questing Beast and stuff and being like, yeah, that would be fun. And that's one thing I think is really cool about the OSR is it's not like, yeah, there are games specific to it, um, but it's actually a, a gaming philosophy. It's a style of play in the same way that I would call, I would say there's a critical role um, adventure zone style of play. Like, and you can kind of slap that on top of most systems um, so long as they have enough width and breadth. And as we've spoken about before, 5e's maybe greatest strength is that it's not too crunchy and not too story heavy. Like it's just, it it's, it's a medium. So like it's, it's very flexible and can be warped into different ways, even if there might be systems that are better for it. Right. Like mm-hmm. for raw storytelling, I might say dungeon roller quest is just way better. And then from like pure OSR style, I would say yeah, probably old school essentials would do you a little bit better, you know, mm-hmm. but if everybody already knows 5e, it's going pretty well. I'm having a lot of fun with it, by the way. Um, oh yeah. Because the OSR, allows for certain things that a typical game doesn't so like a lot of drop in drop in drop out play which has been great and i have not been able to pull that off in a long 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 time um oh yeah (laughs) where really it is such that like players can show up and they don't have to show up next week and it's fine um you know uh, partially because there's such a there's such an incentive like another old school uh, rule I brought back was rolls to return. So if you end in a dungeon, you're fucked. Like, so we're going to at least abstract a roll to get back home. Um, and also I implemented time moves one for one between sessions. Um, so typically, basically players only get a long rest between sessions. Um, mm. And so like, it's been really good because it forces them to go back to a home base. Um, mm we can't be like, we're going to end right here in this dungeon room and we're going to pick up right here next time. Um, it instead requires we're, we're going to the next thing uh, or we're going back. And then if you're in a safe space, other characters can come show up. Other players can stay home. It's all good. It's I'm, I'm really, really having fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's been great. I, I think, if I could, if I could play any other system, though, I think it might be Worlds Without Number right now. I think, mm-hmm. and with all the OGL stuff, I have been like searching around to play something else. You know, like just, just want to like separate. But it's been fun and good. So yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I just, it's funny. I, <laughs> I have so many D and D books now. I have. I have the Theros campaign guide. I have, you know, Tasha's. I have. Oh, same. I have. I think I have Volos, and then I recently just got the Dragonlance book, and mm. so it's like I have all this D and D material that I would like to use, but I'm also still interested in looking into tabletop games that aren't 
um, Dungeons and Dragons or in a lot of cases like Dungeon World or Quest. I really want something in between the two. Um, and I'm, Fair. I'm really hoping OSRs will fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think I think one thing to say, like having gotten a game that I would call OSR light off the ground is I think uh, you have to give the players the right pitch because when you talk about the old school games, what they might hear is a lot of crunch. They might hear that there's no story. They might hear that there's no like, um, that, that it's like, that it's going to be like playing a retro video game. And in many ways it kind of is, but it also super isn't like, but like that feeling of like, Oh, this is going to be janky and hard and not fun, you know? Um, but like, I think the thing that I ended up pitching to people is like, this is going to be a real adventure. The story comes from what we do with the table together. And like your characters might really die. And like, I've had some real character death, um, you know, and also like, you're going to get to have multiple characters that you could swap out if you feel like, you know, and kind of pushing this thing of just like listen there's a there's a lot of adventure to be found here and that's what we're going for you know Mm -hmm. you just have to like shift your pitch a little bit is was my experience okay yeah Yeah. maybe i'll run by my pitch next time i have one (laughs) to you yeah just to make sure it works out but yeah Mm -hmm. okay i think suffice to say we'll probably have more to report back in a few months if we've tried any of these I yeah. think so. I, I'm looking. I'm currently looking for any sort of um, any game I could use that could be a nice transition, like that I could mm-hmm. swap over. Because I have the buy-in with with folks now. I'd love to be on a system that just works just a little bit better for it. Um, but like I looked at um, old school essentials, and there just wasn't enough one for one, um, uh, like classes, you know. And so I, I don't know. Curious. I'm very curious. It's a fun. Ex- it's exciting and fun, like realm to play around in for me, at least, because it's it's full of nostalgia and also brand new stuff. Yeah. Um, which is why I think I like for OSR Renaissance better than Revival, because yeah. it's also like there's new stuff too. It's not just bringing back the old. Mm. It's both, and it's super cool. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. We are OSR Renaissance, old school <laughs> Renaissance people, not Revival please, people. Please no, I, I Revival I people. I, I love you. Like it, yeah, I no, just yeah. think I I like a word better. It's all good. Yeah, they're both great. I and mean, Wikipedia has all three: Renaissance, yep. Revival, OSR. So it's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, folks, for tuning in this week to Dane and Derek. Uh, as always, you can follow the show everywhere at Dane and Derek. And you can find where they can oh, yeah, where yeah. they can can they find your films? Yeah, Vimeo.com slash Derek I Yellow. I'm hoping to be uploading more frequently there as sort of my you know regular practice this year to keep those muscles. Regular flexed. practice. Yeah. 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 Ten out of ten mm-hmm. on that. Um you can find me at uh, danewrites.com. It's a link to Substack where I you can find my writing. There's also links to some other work I've done in the past, podcast, music, the like. Um, yeah, so go right ahead and follow me there. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. 
Maybe with something not D&D related. Maybe. 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 <laughs> Maybe not. Who I don't knows? know. <laughs> Future us knows. Yes. All right. We'll leave it to them. Yep. Bye. Out here on the sand Not far from land Sure, I'm warm But I wish I was cold with you Out here on the sand Oh.